There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. to follow the science and the data and we have to make decisions based on facts. I'm not going to be bullied into not following the science or not doing what I know to be the right thing. And then here's what you said this week um, in response to uh, uh, the idea of a lockdown. Take a listen. What might seem like a, a natural thing to do is much more complicated than what the CDC might suggest when you look at the reality here on the ground. So you know, my view is, is you know, if, you, if you get a vaccine, the vaccines are effective, you're immune. And so act immune. Uh, if you tell people the opposite, then gee, you know, why, if it's not effective for them and it's not gonna change anything, then what's the point of going through it? Why does a vaccinated person have to wear a mask? Okay. Yes, I would like to see the bill in Congress pass on police reform, but I know that the right wing, the racist are opposed to it. And I don't know what's going to happen to it, but I know this, we've got to stay in the street. Uh, that is Maxine Waters. Alice Shattuck, act immune. I'm going to act immune now. It's a big day for you. Mm-hmm. Well, technically in two weeks I can act immune. All right. Act immune. You can't be fully liberated yet. I've been fully liberated. I'm on the mm-hmm. outside now, Alice. I'm over the wall. Congratulations on your uh, your Fauci-ouchie today. Mm-hmm. I did. You had a sticker, didn't you? They gave me one. I didn't put you didn't it put on. on. Okay. The, where's your pa- vaccine passport? Are you going to tweet that out? <laughs> no. I can. I, I am. I've. They, there are people who I considered friends. These are all mm-hmm. lefties who actually, and I don't know. Like I'm heartbroken mm. for them. What's going on? I just don't like where this camera is. Oh. Very nice. Very nice, Alice. It's, uh, Sorry, I enjoyed that display. Of you. you never know what's going to happen when the you know, you know when the Sorry, romantic love I... interest uh, <laughs> steps on a piece of furniture. Um, so, uh, 
With the, okay, yeah. So I am heartbroken that people who I love and respect and I've known for a long time mm-hmm. on Facebook have now Put the profile banner on? Yes. The vaccinated. I'm officially a really good person. Got my vaccination profile thing. And these are generally people who aren't at risk, too. Mm-hmm. Like, really? How much do well, we... Well, they want you to know that they're doing it for you. Oh, right. How much do we suck? <laughs> we can't even have a pandemic without without looking like total a-holes. I don't know. I, I've read a little bit about the 1918... Spanish flu. Uh, that was the Spanish flu, right? Mm-hmm. And people still, the blame game was happening then. People blamed the Red Sox World Series, or was it the the um, Boston Braves? No, it's the Hawks. Yeah. World Series for um, for a spread as a spreading event as mm-hmm. well. You know, so people yeah. were jerks, but we didn't have the tools to be obnoxious like we do now instantly without any without any cost to entry at all right you are allowed to not communicate without having to risk anything you don't have to walk down to the town center and stand on a soapbox anymore you can just be an unbridled jerk now to thousands of people somehow Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm being hypocritical as i say this (laughs) but so, but these that, that is pathetic, and just come on, come on, everybody. We don't have to see, you don't have to find the lowest suckiest point possible and say that's our goal. Let's do it. Let's all get there. Let's all ruin that and be part of that. My mm-hmm. big takeaway from the, this coronavirus, certainly, it's a big humanitarian loss. It's a hundred, five hundred thousand people, or, or it'll be it'll be six hundred thousand. I assume by the time we're wrapped up mm-hmm. here in the United States and three point three million or whatever it is worldwide. Um, my personal takeaway, other than the catastrophe that it is, mm-hmm. is that it showed us as a particularly uh, disgraceful culture right now, mm-hmm. and not one to emulate. This is not, this is not you know coming together and casting off British rule. This is not the sacrifice to end the horrific slavery. This is not the the great moments of the civil rights uh, victories, you know, which were one with real bloodshed and tears. Mm-hmm. Those of us who were in this, who have survived largely, use this to be our worst selves. Yeah. I mean, thank goodness in World War Two, people couldn't post on Facebook about how a great a job they were doing with their ration coupons and stuff because I'm sure it would have been horrific. But it brings no. oh my it God. brings out no. the absolute worst in people. No way. Stuff. My grandfather was four F in World War Two mm-hmm. and um so he couldn't join the war. I get maybe it was his eyesight. I forgot my brother would know what it was. And uh and he was he was heartbroken. And so he did a thousand other things. Mm-hmm. He was in the in the uh, fire department, volunteer fire department. He did all sorts right. of drives for you know rubber and metal, whatever they were doing. But he I was do on think the, he was on the media. air like the air raid squad where they mm-hmm. you know go. It, they did a thousand things. And you're right, you can talk about social media for right. a in World War Two, World War Two on June 6, nineteen forty four. Uh, Dwight Eisenhower talked to the assembled press about the invasion, mm-hmm. giving them details, giving them copy. You know. He it was remarkable because the press 
they were they believed in the goodness of the West, right, and the importance of winning this war and driving back the Nazis. Mm-hmm. They believe, and so nobody leaked it. The press took, and we were all in it. And that there was there was certainly a more honorable time at that moment. Now, of course, we think we're the most honorable people in history. We right. think something very important and noble is going on in the streets as we take to the streets. Because how many more times uh, does uh, do the police have to murder somebody when nobody has done nobody? The truth about how many more times is right there for you to see. You mm-hmm. could learn how many more times. But right. then that would steal the exuberance from the, you know, frenetic energy and fun that's going on in the streets. And that's no fun. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to jump around and, and, and be performative. And you can't do that if you have the facts. And the facts totally deflate the momentum of the movement. Mm-hmm. There is not, yes, we saw the horrific killing of a 13-year-old. And then last week, a couple of days ago, and then last week, we saw a guy get shot and killed a 20-year-old by a, by a police, a cop who thought it was a taser. We saw George Floyd and we see these others. Considering the number of incursions happening out in the country, all you know, constantly, yes, these are about as many as happen in that community. It, right. More happen to whites and Hispanics. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It, that, that, is the, that is the fact. It's just it, it's in no one's, you know, uh, it, it's in no one's, to no one's benefit to uh, be loud about those. Although maybe this guy, uh, Laredo, might have been Hispanic. But it, it's no, Toledo, you mean? To, to, yeah, Toledo. Toledo. Um, so we're just so we're dumb and obnoxious. That's what makes this time so terrible, right? And I I, I wrote about this in the Substack today. It, we're terrible in so many ways. Have did we even talk about the Manny's thing yet? No, that happened since our last show. Something that Alex, that, that you found. There's this guy on a Reddit thread, angry because. Craft mayonnaise, which is actually is a good brand of mayo. I will tell you that. I thought you were a Hellman's only. Kind I am of a person. Hellman's primarily guy, mm-hmm. but that Craft brand mayo is pretty good. Fallback. Okay. It's not sugar based like Miracle Whip, which would absolutely be be illegal. No, no American who loves this country. No, not one person has both an American flag and Miracle Whip, <laughs> and certainly. You're gonna get ninety nine percent of people in uh, in uh, Antifa mm-hmm. use canes. There's no way that is. I no- don't think they use mayo at all in Antifa. There's a whole thing about like the millennials don't really eat mayo. You poor sods! <laughs> How pathetic! Yeah, we invented avocado toast. No, you didn't invent anything. <laughs> We've been messing around with avocados forever. And heated up bread, okay? Why does everyone love to hate millennials so much? Did you see that they're blaming the housing crisis on millennials? Too many millennials. First, the millennials were staying in their parents' basements too long and uh, couldn't buy houses because they were spending all their money on lattes and avocado toast. And then all of a sudden there's a housing shortage and we're blaming it on millennials for buying too many houses. Uh, <laughs> it's all our fault. Everything's our fault. Well, okay. We were in our parents' basements, and no, now we're no, buying too many houses. We can't win. We're well, just because the, the everybody's the, favorite villain. I don't know. You we're know gonna be had, the new boomers that everybody. You know just what I hates had else when I got out of mm-hmm. um, high school? Yeah, I had this thing called a recession happening in the country when I graduated mm-hmm. from high school, and so jobs were hard to come by during the recession. So what Tom Shattuck had to do when I got to California, without a college education, with barely a high school education, 
barely. I have a diploma I think, somewhere. <laughs> I think I graduated. I I was there anyway. It was before the MCAS requirement, or you right. probably wouldn't have. No. Barely. I came out into a recession mm-hmm. and had to get, moved over to California with barely any money because I worked out overnights at Caldor, stocking shelves, unloading a big truck. Mm-hmm. I'm not, this is not my, you know, bootstraps story, but I'm saying, then I went to California, moved to California, which was having a recession and there was no jobs available. And I went to Huntington Avenue on, in Huntington, California. Mm-hmm. I went to the right side of the street. And I walked down the street and I applied to every single business of uh, uh, Pollo Loco, car dealerships, health clubs, uh, ice cream place, every single place mm-hmm. I saw. And then I crossed the street and I made my way up the street and applied to every single place I could. Application. We're not really hiring, but you fill out an application. Not really hiring, fill out an application. I filled out, of course, I had no work history other than, uh, you know, having worked at a pet shop or something in Winchester. <laughs> Every place. And I remember listening at that point, listening to Rush Limbaugh on the radio. And he used to say, uh, well, if you can't find a job, keep trying and go to 100 places. The 101st might be the place. And I was like, man, I, I, am, I am going through Southern California here. Eventually, the only thing I could get was my friend had uh, was doing, um, what's that called? Where you call up and scare old people and tell them you're gonna, they're going to die <laughs> unless they buy uh, the fire extinguisher and stuff. Like telemarketing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so we were calling people around the country and saying, reading from a, a crypt, a script, crypt, <laughs> from a script, uh, saying, hey, you should get flame stopped because 98% of whatever will die. Mm-hmm. You're going to burn alive, Miss Hannigan. Uh, and uh, so get this. And if she said, oh, well, I'd like to learn more, then you'd hand it off to a closer. He'd finish up and then take her money from her. Mm-hmm. And I, I tried that for a few days. <clears throat> That's the worst job in the world. Oh, yeah. I've it's made. the worst job in the world. Not only that. But the place was full of weasels, totally Southern California weasels. Mm-hmm. Kind of they were throwing vitamins around the guys, like the pit bosses. I'm absolutely, completely sure we're coked out of their brains constantly. <laughs> throwing around vitamins, this and that. All right, T, you come on, guys, let's go. Always like high five. It was really a bro, just Great. Was horrid. <laughs> and so I couldn't take it. <clears throat> two, two days left into the thing, I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I was doing it with a. A friend of mine who absolutely could do it. He had the personality type. He was German. <laughs> so anyway, I'm also of German descent. I'm allowed to target the German cells. Okay. Um, but so so anyway, eventually I, I, I we got an apartment in a place called Balboa, California. And I went to Balboa Island, California and did more and more resumes and more resumes, more and more applications. Mm-hmm. And I found this market. And I did a reservation. I walked in and said, do you have any positions available? And this guy, Korean guy, uh, who owned the place said, yes, we just had somebody who works here. No call, no show, because he took a plane because the surf is up in Hawaii. And when this, all the surfers in California, they're, they all get <laughs> bat signals when the surf is good. And he went to Kalalua or whatever it is in Hawaii to surf. And so I got a job. I guarantee it was more than 100 applications in. The... Point of this long speech mm-hmm. is that I had plenty of reason to bitch and moan. I don't think millennials. Well, hold on. I had plenty else. What what is Occupy Wall Street? We were promised entry into the middle class, but look at the one percent <laughs> has it all. We got to camp here now. Screw you. <laughs> I so this is I, like that. And that is why I have no no time 
No time for somebody bitching and moaning, I have college loans. Screw <laughs> you. I don't want to hear your freaking story. So Hashtag can, not all millennials. It is, I don't care what millennials what they are or millennials or whatever. But this idea, this this softy approach that, oh, my goodness, I have. I also had reasons to be a, a victim if I wanted to. You know, it's mm-hmm. easy to do. No, I just can't find a job. Nobody wants to hire me. I don't even have You know, I I didn't have a college degree of my own doing. You know, and I, you know, there was no, there's no, <clears throat> I probably couldn't have gotten in it. But anyway, so I, I'm sick of their pitching and money. Why did I bring this up? Because okay. I was saying that millennials get blamed for everything. <clears throat> By the way, I do not have, my friend Keith texted me the other day after our Friday, Thursday show. Mm-hmm. And asked if I had COVID because I was coughing. No, I have a blend of a chest cold and a seasonal allergy thing. And my CPAP machine is um, blowing um, is blowing mist into my lungs uh, during the night. And so everything is just out of whack. I'm sure it's fatal, but don't worry about <laughs> it. It's not COVID. Um, uh, so, yeah. So that's why we get to this, this post. The guy... The guy Complaining about mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Tell the story. So, yes. So, Kraft Mayo put up a post saying that... Um, Kraft Mayo, which in my store that I worked in in California, was called Best Foods Mayo. No, no. Uh, so, that was Hellman's Best Foods. Best Foods. Retraction. Sorry. I apologize. Go right ahead. Um, so... Basically, they put up a post saying, like, as a supposed to be like a viral ad saying, like, do you or a loved one suffer from an irrational fear of mayo, otherwise known as mayophobia? Tell your stories below. And uh, some people did not do well with this um, post because they felt personally attacked since they are afraid of mayonnaise. Because Because this generation has features... People mm-hmm. who get triggered by condiments, yeah. who are animated into be having personalities, and they are have their feelings hurt by these condiments. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, Brian Brushwood, who <coughs> he has a blue check mark on Twitter. I'm not sure what for. I guess he's a comedian, maybe. Anyway, he was upset by uh, the fact that Mayo Craft Mayo said made this joke about mayophobia. Um, and they suggested a four-month plan to ease into liking mayo. And he apparently has kids that are allergic to eggs, so mayo will kill them. I want to say, first of all, that um, you know we have a kid with food allergies. Mm-hmm. And food allergies, while food allergy and anaphylaxis can be fatal, it is very, very rarely fatal. We have really good treatments <laughs> for it. And in general, while it's not a fun thing to have, usually people don't die from it so like the hysteria around dying from it is a little like out of control but um he says ha 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 it's funny because my child almost died after month one of their four-month plan no but seriously f you and f this campaign you've turned every drive-through purchase into a hostage negotiation and it's shameful especially because mayo tastes awful and ruins everything it's a hostage negotiation mm-hmm. yeah uh because Mayo could get on his kids' food and kill them. So you have when you, when you have kids allergic to stuff like we have, mm-hmm. you have the choice to be personally offended by those foods, mm-hmm. or to just avoid the foods 
and not take the opportunity to to um you know vocalize your pain and anguish to the world right um i would say that having parents who need to uh, animate themselves and be performative in uh, showing great displays of their own pain is i would say that kids who have those parents um are affected by the kind of uh, behavior in a bad way yeah, I mean it's absolutely it's it's performative and it creates this like crazy pathology around the food and around like the fear of food and I mean people have very severe reactions to food so I'm not trying to downplay that right. but like if if you don't like a food product then don't buy it. If you don't like if you don't feel comfortable with the way a drive-through restaurant handles mayo products then don't go to that drive-through restaurant. There that's the way to handle this. And, you know, we, we talked about the Children's Museum thing and everyone was mad at me because I said, like, I think a lot of food allergy parents won't go. And I don't think it's a smart business move to have a peanut butter restaurant at a Children's Museum because, mm -hmm. you know, it, it is dangerous for some people and they're not going to go there because of that. Um, and, you know, I I think that that's fine. Like, if people want to make choices not to go to places based on their safety concerns. Um, but... Freaking out because a brand made an ad for their product, and you and you happen to have a kid who's allergic to it, and being angry at them. He also goes on. First off, f you, f you for this campaign on principle alone. You're a f you're an effing hyena of bleep bag for even starting this campaign. Shame on whatever twenty three year old pitched it. Shame on whatever. 49 year old approved it next up your product literally kills my children i understand that sometimes <laughs> there's a benefit to being edgy i don't think joking about mayo phobia is even an attempt to be edgy do you No. is there well, anything I also don't trying think to be guy edgy who goes around saying shame on you a lot is a really good comedian <laughs> i can't see how that could be when the consumption of your product will kill my children i have no sympathy for you f you and your child killing product so i used to i, I mean it's not they're I'm not told making this bombs. Before, you know, <laughs> when I used to smoke, mm -hmm. Alice. Yeah. Um. I I used to at the in my twenties. I would go. All of us would go back to the loading dock of the hotel and smoke back there. That's where the smokers hung out. Yeah. And I remember people coming to me, and I would without pause. I would always say this, I, saying, uh, "Oh, Tom, you know, you shouldn't have smoked. That's really bad for you." And I said, "Smoke." I would always say, "Smoking has never killed anybody." And to a person, <laughs> that kind of person will always say, I have an uncle who died of lung cancer. Like, you have you have to air that out. You needed to have mm -hmm. that emotional moment so bad, you know, so bad, hoping, oh, I can use the my, my uncle's dead thing now. God, yeah. it's so petty. It's so petty. As though being really close to something emotionally makes you more reasonable about it. But that's right. a thing that we have in this country that where we think, for some reason that people who are emotionally close to a problem are the people that need to make the decisions about it. We have the same thing about gun violence. Let's ask people who've been shot at how they feel about guns. Well, like, do we think they're going right. to be the most unbiased source about it? Like, really? Let's ask the people who are allergic to mayo. Obviously, they're not advertising to you. So they don't really care what you think of their advertising campaign because you're never going to buy their product in a million years anyway. Like... It's so ridiculous. It's unconscionable. It's unconscionable that they are running an advertising campaign based on shaming people who don't like mayonnaise. How soft do you have to be? 
I mean, that's why I say, that's why I say, and I, I am somebody who, uh, who was reluctant to go to get a secondary education because I was so disgusted with my generation of, mm -hmm. of you know, my class and the pe my contemporaries that I didn't want to be around them anymore, ever, ever, no matter where they went, I didn't want to be there anymore. Now I'm in a position where I keep having, I keep celebrating how good we were. Because the rest of the we've become so wretched now that somehow my generation was tolerable and even laudable in ways. Like mm -hmm. I told you, my friend Keith, who thinks I have COVID, I told you about in Homek when he punched the kid in the leg. Yes. And how that kid cried in front of everybody and put on a huge display of pain and weakness mm -hmm. that was so irreversible that he left the school system. <laughs> <laughs> he is gone. Keith watches this, by the way. Okay. He'll, he'll remember that moment. That was, back then, we had enough honor to know that, wow, I was just such a complete and total wailing, crying bee that I now have to, I've dishonored myself so much that it is not even a choice that we can ever come back here. Now, if that happened, they would attempt to re-educate the whole school district. That was like oh. that even when I was a kid. If there was any like incident of bullying, there would be like oh, conferences yeah. and everybody would have to go to assemblies but, talking about it and stuff. But yeah, but that was considered, it was such a such a, a crybaby moment. It was considered so dishonorable that even the crybaby himself had enough self-respect <laughs> to go. Away <laughs> to disappear. He's from actually, the earth. and I hope if he's listening, hello. Uh, uh, he's. <clears throat> I hate to use you. I also cried in fifth or sixth grade, but a kid it was put my arm behind my back and pulled it, and it hurt. Not a great moment, too. That also was damaging. I didn't have to move. <laughs> I could continue with the class, but I went down some rungs. But, <clears throat> but oh yeah, yeah. So that guy actually, he's back. Like I think we're on Facebook friends now. Oh, God. He's back, Alice. Mm -hmm. But he went in the desert for 30 years mm -hmm. before he's back. He reemerged. The last time I saw him was 1986 in Miss Franklin's home ec class, writhing in pain and screaming in tears. That's the self respect we had back then. <laughs> That's something you'd do. Okay. So, should we start the show? <laughs> I guess it's time to start the show. Um,. Yeah, do if you're if you're. I'd like you to subscribe to my Substack to read this. Um, I am kind of happy with today's post. Yes, I'm. I'm pleased. I got a nice note from Jerry Callahan about it. Uh, this one's a paid post, so if you can subscribe and you want to pay for it, uh, I'm I, obviously I'm for that. But you can subscribe and not pay for any of them as well. I understand. Mm -hmm. You know that uh, I'm not a. I'm not an aggressive. Um, subscriber of people uh, right. either i'm going to try to get better about that i kind of feel like i i owe it morally now to be putting my mm -hmm. money where my mouth is a little bit more here. yeah we, we did it we we've 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 just subscribed to a, a podcast but uh i'm we need to get better <laughs> we will too okay so i understand if you guys like why am i paying to get a freaking newsletter from somebody for yeah, and there's also at least one post a week will be free. So you can just subscribe to the free option and get a post a week for free, and that's totally fine also. So is it Christine? Oh, it's Gretchen Whitmer. Mm -hmm. Gretchen Whitmer is the governor of Michigan, and she is a great example of somebody without answers. 
She, of course, was full, total lockdown, kept everybody stuffed inside, stuffed inside, stuffed inside. Um, and then, it, it, with the exception of her husband, oh, I think, at one point. Uh, and her staffers have been going on vacation. Right. So she doesn't practice what she preaches. That's that's okay. But <laughs> this is somebody, you want to talk about leadership in government. This is somebody who does not instill leadership. She was on today with, I think, with Chuck Todd. And she was, historically... Since the beginning of the lockdown, she was very much pro-lockdown, close everything, everything zip everything up tight, and she made it clear, and you'll hear from this piece of audio, that she, that she only believes the science, but now things have changed in her state, so her lack of leadership is fully on display. So you're going to hear Whitmer, uh, the first piece of audio you hear is her then, and mm-hmm. then Chuck Todd talks now, an updated uh, piece of audio. We've got to follow the science and the data, and we have to make decisions based on facts. I'm not going to be bullied into not following the science or not doing what I know to be the right thing. And then here's what you said this week um, in response to uh, uh, the idea of a lockdown. Take a listen. What might seem like a, a natural thing to do is much more complicated than what the CDC might suggest when you look at the reality here on the ground. So what's changed? Is it the fatigue? Is it the the blowback you've been getting? Is it all of it? So cases in Michigan are through the roof. Yeah, it's like the worst state in the country, although it might be peaking now a little bit. Mm-hmm. They just had a bigger spike, though, in cases than they had over the winter. Right. You know, so it, it, it was they it's been pretty bad there. It it looks like it's leveling off a little bit, but it'll continue. They'll continue to have deaths for a while. But probably. she's been begging for more help from the feds. She's been mm-hmm. begging for all sorts of stuff. A lot of things have changed. You know, 15 months ago, we didn't know that this virus could be contained by the simple act of wearing a mask. Now, that jumps out at me, Alice. Mm-hmm. Because why does she say 15 months ago? 15 months ago puts us back to what? January. Last January. Or does that December? Because it's April now. Yeah, so it's a year ago would be April. And then plus three more months would be January. Four minus three is one she said 15 months yeah so, so 15 the... is 12 plus three so 12 months ago was last april correct and then an additional three months ago was no, march no. february january okay okay we didn't start start fighting this thing until mm-hmm. march march so what we knew in january isn't really relevant right <laughs> Is immaterial to what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to me that she starts talking starts talking about oh, 15 months ago we we didn't even know that masks didn't work. Oh well, okay. Subsequently, masks became a thing, right? And she's been heavy into it in Michigan, right? Since the beginning, it's been a mask place. Mask, 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 mask. Remember? Yeah, yeah. So we did. Why hasn't it controlled the spread in Michigan? all this time when people have been wearing masks all this time? Very good question. Not have PPE at our fingertips. We, we did not 15 months ago. True. Right. <laughs> we also didn't have we COVID. We didn't know what that meant 15 months ago. PPE 15 months ago didn't know anything. Pound per, I don't know. Nobody <laughs> knew what it meant. This is craziness. We certainly didn't have the testing or the vaccines. We're now in a much different position. On top of that... That's not an, a... An explanation for anything? Right. 
in the waning months, I have been sued by my legislature. I have lost in a Republican-controlled Supreme Court, and I don't have all of the exact same tools. Just okay, so last year before the virus, we didn't have PPE mm -hmm. or the supplies they needed. And the only other thing that shows why all the cases are happening is that the Republicans have been mean to her. Right, and Despite SCOTUS told her that she couldn't do the executive orders, that they were too out, that she went too far with her COVID rules. Those things, we still have some of the strongest mitigation measures in the country. So now she's dodged responsibility and swiveled now. And now Sorry, not SCOTUS, the Michigan Supreme Court. She's dodged responsibility now and has moved to taking credit. Right. We have some of the strongest mi mitigation measures going. Mm -hmm. Mask mandates, uh, capacity limitations, working from home. So what are you? What is this victory lap for exactly? The point is that you've got an incredible spike, but to them, it's never about the actual numbers. Right. It's about all the things we did. Mm -hmm. We did the mask mandate, and we did the social distance. We shut it down all the way. We did this. See all the things we did. Since mm -hmm. we did all these six things, then we did a good job. Good, Chris, uh, Gretchen Whitmer. So we're still doing what we can, but what is really happening on the ground here is we're moving fast to get shots in arms. We got a million in two weeks, a million in just the last nine days. So we keep breaking our own records. We've got these continued mitigation practices, and I'm working with a smaller set. Is she answering another question? Right. Yeah, the question is, what the heck is going on in your state? Of tools at my disposal, and that's why we really do need and, and appreciate the additional help that we're getting well, from the federal government. Uh, to be more clear, the original question was, why did you change mm -hmm. from being a, a hardliner and saying we're not going to do, we're not going to move off our original plan to then being more having a nuanced plan? But she brought in all these other things. Right. In reframing the argument, she just showcased her ineptitude. Mm -hmm. So, um, it, it, and she kept doing it. We still have very strong measures to keep people safe. Mask mandates. We've got capacity restrictions. We've got work from home. We're imploring people to take a two-week pause. Don't go to indoor dining. Is she going to write a, a book like uh, Cuomo? <laughs> I guess it's remarkable. So. I'm, I'm having posters made. Hey, by the way, I, I don't like the term Michiganders at all. <laughs> at all. I think people think they're very cute when they say it. I don't like it at all. She also has still has the Fauci pillow behind her when she's saying this. But here's... This is what you call... This is leadership in Michigan. This is what it looks like. Somebody who takes no responsibility for anything. Who bobs and weaves when questions about accountability are asked and only shows back up to take accolades or shower herself with accolades. It is cowardice. This is a shill. This is not a leader. This is bad leadership. The thing that I think proves that she is a bad leader is her attempt to torpedo a good leader. And this is my favorite part of every show that I saw today. This variant, the B117 variant, is what is growing so quickly here in Michigan. We have the second most of it than, I think, right after Florida. Out of thin air, let me try to think of the... She's going to th think of another state here. I don't know mm -hmm. if she comes up with this one. Or at least that was the last. I'll start again so I stepped on it. 
This variant, the B117 variant, is what is growing so quickly here in Michigan. We have the second most of it than I think right after Florida, at least that was the last data that I saw. Michigan and Florida are not next to each other, but this is the time of the year that snowbirds come home from Florida where people are going on spring break. Mm -hmm. There you go. DeSantis did it. Mm -hmm. How incredible. How incredible. Michigan and Florida aren't anywhere near each other, but the snowbirds are all returning, all virused up, because DeSantis is letting the place be open. Florida did it. That's your leadership. It's Florida. Are there snowbirds, I wonder, in Texas and, and um, in California, too? Yeah, meanwhile, they have more deaths per capita than Michigan, so it's not clear to me how if... The how if it's worse in Michigan than Florida, how is Florida causing it in Michigan? You know what I mean? Like, you would expect ground zero for the problem to be where it's the worst, right? No, this is snowbird homicide, Allison. Mm-hmm. Speaking happening- of which, she had some of her staffers uh, posted on social media that they were in Florida recently, too. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. They're for a party or something. Mm-hmm. This variant, the B117 variant, is what is growing so... She says this. You're going to be a special kind of snake to say this with a straight face. Mm-hmm. ...quickly here in Michigan. We have the second most of it than, I think, right after Florida. At least that was the last data that I saw. Michigan and Florida are not next to each other. But this is the time of the year that snowbirds come home from Florida where people are going on spring break. There you go. Ron DeSantis did it. And the left is happy to... Chuck Todd should have stopped her right there and said, wait a second, are you actually, are you sure you want to do this? Do you have a comms person here who maybe you <laughs> want to run this by first? Blaming it on Ron DeSantis is, well, obviously it's shameless and obviously she's, she's a pathetic human being and I would not feel comfortable living in a state uh, that incompetent. I mean, we're in a state that's uh, close. <laughs> well, uh, actually, I, maybe I should t- table that, work on it before I even make any judgments. Actually, the, the, Michigan, she's insane. Not all of Michigan politics are insane. Yeah, here it's the opposite. We have a slightly less insane governor than all the other branches of government. There they have an insane governor, but the other branches are keeping it under control a little bit. Right. And the governor that everybody hates, that everybody calls, uh, what, murderer Ron or, you know, Death DeSantis. Ron he, Death DeSantis. Yes. Yeah, so, He's actually a competent governor saying incredibly true and bold things. So you know, my view is, is you know, if, you, if you get a vaccine, the vaccines are effective, you're immune. And so act immune. Uh, if you tell people the opposite, then, gee, you know, why if it's not effective for them and it's not going to change anything, then what's the point of going through it? Act immune, he says. Act immune. Can you imagine how exhilarating that would be to hear? Mm-hmm. On a large-scale effort. Meanwhile, you have the moronic uh, 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 POTUS shuffling around Arlington Cemetery with two masks on <laughs> last week. By himself. With By no himself. one else There's nearby. There's nobody around, which is completely bel- belies the science totally. If there's, there's, there's very else, little else that you could do to undermine the science more than to stand in an open field alone with a mask on. That is stupid. That... Especially after you've been vaccinated. Yes, yes, after you've been <laughs> vaccinated. That totally torpedoes any credibility, which is one of the reasons why Dr. Fauci was available again. Shocking today. <laughs> Did the rounds again. And one of the reasons why he's with Chuck Todd. And Chuck Todd asks asks this guy, Dr. Fauci, about the mask mandate. Why does a vaccinated person have to wear a mask? Okay, this is... Some... <laughs> okay, get ready for my horse bleed. 
It's incredible. This guy immediately. He, he can't even say. He's so transparently full of it now mm-hmm. that he can't. There's no veneer right. of him trying to be uh, seriously analytical anymore. Why does a vaccinated person have to wear a mask? Okay, this is something that as we get more information, it's going to be pulling back that you won't have to. But whoa, whoa, whoa. what? <laughs> Wait, so... As we get more information, what I'm about to say isn't going to be true anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, and mostly it never was. But so, but I'm going to give you about 58 seconds here of stuff. You can use that stuff to uh, to build your case for why. We're doing the right thing by staying underground, and, and Deron DeSantis is a murderer. Currently, the reason is... Currently, the <laughs> Next week, there's not going to be a reason. But this week, there is I will have is. a reason for you next week. Oh, no. The, the, you, Alice, he's, <laughs> this guy is excited. Because you know what the thing... You know what's up on the docket now, COVID-wise, vaccination-wise? What? The booster. I don't believe that, in the oh, booster. Whoa, whoa. Let me. Do you have a white lab coat? Do you make four hundred seventeen thousand dollars a year? No, but guess I guess who believes in the booster, or at least having a prolonged discussion, examination about. Okay, the but booster. I follow a bunch of doctors and stuff no, no, on no, no. Twitter. There's only one doctor, and <laughs> it's this guy right here. And they believe that the booster thing is like an attempt for Pfizer to rally their shareholders, and that there's not. That they think that the immunity data that we're seeing mm-hmm. from the current dosing regimen is strong enough that it's unlikely Alice, poor, that it's sweet, unlikely poor, sweet that we're going to need a booster. So innocent, and so, it's not about what we need; it's about <laughs> what he needs to get on TV. Uh-huh. And if he at the in the summer in the fall needs to talk boosters to get on TV, he will talk boosters, Alice. I don't think we're going to need. He a will booster. talk Star Trek. He will talk, uh, you know, pornography if you want. He's getting on TV, and he'll find a reason. The next reason is going to be booster. I don't believe in the booster. This is not about medicine, else. That when you get vaccinated, you are clearly diminishing dramatically your risk of getting infected. That's one of the things we've got to make sure everybody understands. You dramatically diminish it. Now, I'm going to torpedo that because I need to uh, prolong my stay in your green room for a few more weeks. However, however, here we go. That's gone now. Happens is that you might get infected and get you might Mm -hmm. you might get absolutely no symptoms, not know you're infected and then inadvertently go into a situation with vulnerable people. And if you don't have a mask, you might inadvertently a lot of mites happening here. Mm -hmm infect them now there's a small risk of that there's small risk of the mites we don't a really you, really right. really small risk right so and when first I, say of might, all, I mean won't so really like the covid pos- testing positivity rate like the number of tests that are turning out to be positive when people get tested is like one or two percent or whatever you know it's low there's not a lot so for the most part, and that's probably higher than the incidence of COVID in the general population because the people getting tested are more likely to believe that they might have COVID. So they probably have symptoms or whatever. So for an average asymptomatic person in the population who's not vaccinated, your odds of having COVID are already super, super low, right? Like just the odds that any given random person who's not vaccinated and hasn't had COVID 
you know, having COVID if they have no symptoms is already really incredibly low. Now you take that and you reduce it by another 90%, which is by how much we know the vaccine reduces asymptomatic transmission. So the already really tiny odds are reduced another 90%. And now you're talking about, you know, say, for example, like outside, like for a vaccinated person to wear a mask outside on the off chance that they manage to infect somebody outside is so astronomically low. It's like, I mean, we're talking about like lightning strike territory here. It's ridiculous. It's it's certainly more dangerous but th- that's to get being, in your own car it, and it, drive to the store it, than it, it is WHO, to be around a vaccinated person outside with no mask. Inside, I mean, maybe inside while there's still some people who are having trouble getting the vaccine, maybe. But at this point, really, like I went today, it was already much quieter there than it was a few weeks ago when I got my first one. Like, I think... We're pretty, and, and you know, you're seeing it in a lot of states that that it's much easier to get an appointment now. It's very easy to sign up and get vaccinated. Like it, we're we're nearing the point where everybody who is at risk and wants to be vaccinated has had the opportunity now to get vaccinated. We're really almost there. And at that point, like once those people are vaccinated, then there's really no reason whatsoever because that reduces your risk of dying from COVID to like one in a million. It's really like, I mean, it's, it's so, so, so low. So once, you know, pretty much everybody has been vaccinated that, that wants to be at that point, like, why does everybody have to keep wearing masks to protect people who don't want to get vaccinated? And probably if they don't want to get vaccinated, they probably don't care that much about COVID in the first place. Right. So like, Dr. Fauci uh, doesn't agree with you. But it's there. The other thing is that there may be variants that are circulating. We know New York... There's a wishy-washy word. There may be. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Might. Maybe. Might. New York area has their own a variant, right. a 526. There's a South African variant. Fortunately for us, Chuck... This is oh, this guy is... Credits and debits. Mm-hmm. Throws a credit on the ledger sheet, offsets it with a debit. Credit, debit, credit, debit. Everything he says he offsets with something else. Right. Because it keeps him there. The 117 variant that is dominant in Europe and in UK is right. also now dominant in the United States. Thank goodness the vaccine works very well against that variant. Oh, well then what's the problem? Right. So why did we mention it at all? It could be. It might. That said, it probably won't. You know, are we, like you said, the way he started this. Why does a vaccinated person have to wear a mask? Okay, this is something that as we get more information, it's going to be pulling back that you won't have to. But the... That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Is that this, uh, that what I'm about to say is no longer operative very shortly. Yeah, soon I'm going to tell you the opposite of this. So draw your own conclusions. And it's crazy. So when he got on with Chuck Todd today, the this is the first question Fauci got. Remember, this guy gets $417,000 a year. He's the the, the sainted, canonized, mm-hmm. the greatest, most knowledgeable antivirus killer, virus, virus slayer ever in history. Listen to him, how he answers Chuck Todd's first question. This is a short question and answer. Let's start with, obviously, uh, the concerns of a lot of folks, the, the, the state of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Do you anticipate we will at least know something more definitive come Friday when the when the advisory committee meets next. 
Okay, J and J vaccine has been paused because six people uh, got blood clots out of a million or so. Uh, out uh, of about seven million. Out of seven million. Okay, out of seven people. That's not a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So and one of them died. Okay, and so so um, got blood clots, and so the the the, the powers that be are getting together. We're going to have word Friday. Will we have some kind of determination whether or not we continue mm-hmm. it or change or whatever? Doctor Fauci should be an easy layup for you. This is his answer is 13 seconds long. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain of that, Chuck. I think by Friday we'll know which way we're going on this. Hopefully we'll get back on track. But I don't think there's going to be anything that'll linger beyond that. I hope not. I don't think so. How many qualifiers, wishy-washy words were in there? I think wishing hope. Hopefully we'll see. I'm not sure. I'm fairly certain. I think hopefully. But I don't think. I hope not. I don't think so. <laughs> well, fuck. Freak's sake, I can, I don't know, hope. I can, we don't need, if we need somebody to hope, we can get somebody to do that. Mm-hmm. You're the guy in the lab coat. Yeah. Do you know anything? What things do you know? I'm fairly certain. I think hopefully, but I don't think, I hope not. I don't think so. Well, thanks for coming. <laughs> Thank God for you. Is there somebody who can say, has, uh, is there somebody more resolute around who we can talk to? I'm fairly certain. I think hopefully, but I don't think, I hope not. I don't think so. This guy is useless. He is a fool. He is a useless, useless fool. Give me Trump's original doctor with the uh, long hair over him any day of the week. So uh, that is what's happening uh, in the nation, in the Beltway, mm-hmm. where all the decisions are made by really, really smart people. Did you, by chance, grab any of Dr. Fauci's other big interview this weekend? Oh, darn. Uh... No, is there are there swears in it? Yes. Well, no. Well, um, are there swear? Are the swears bleeped out anywhere? Um, I don't know. If you can find, I I don't I don't see why I don't think it was on there. Was it on there? I don't know if I sent it to you, but we talked. It was Fauci with it. Marshawn Lynch, so I can play it and just bleep out the swears afterwards if you want. Yeah, you can. Um, oh, so this is it's Fauci does this. At, Cardi B Biden type interview with Marshawn Lynch, where <laughs> Fauci is clueless as to what this guy is saying to him. Um, uh, I'll grab it, Alice. Or you want to send it to me? I'll send it. Or to is you. it there? I'll send it to in you in Twitter. And they, <laughs> darn, I, I knew I was forgetting something. Um, right. hang on, give me Phil, please. Okay, Phil. When I said <laughs> Phil in Boston Hill Radio, uh, Hillary Chavez said Punxsutawney. Okay, other um, in the Beltway and other areas, uh, the United States Congress is featuring members of its uh, caucus, the Democrats, uh, who are in the streets in Brooklyn Center right now in Minnesota, who are calling for more unrest in the streets. This is Maxine Waters. She's up there with all of the protests in Brooklyn Center over the Dante Wright killing. Listen to her. Yes, I would like to see the bill in Congress pass on police reform, but I know that the right wing, the racists, are opposed to it. The racists are opposed to it. The bill in Congress. Great. And I don't know what's going to happen to it, but I know this. We've got to stay in the street, and we've got to, we've got to demand justice. Excellent. We're looking for a guilty verdict. We're looking for a guilty verdict. In a George Floyd case, and if mm-hmm. you don't get one. And we're looking to see if all of the talk 
that took place and has been taking place after they saw what happened to George Floyd. If nothing does not happen, then we know uh, that we've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. But I am very hopeful, and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that is say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we got... We- regardless of what the jury, jury finds out, regardless of the facts of the case, mm-hmm. it better say guilty, 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 or a United States congressperson is demanding that there be action in the streets protest uh, violence um, looting. She's demanding this. This will be countrywide. This is, you better find him guilty or else we're going to raise hell. She is throwing an accelerant on this fire. And if Mm -hmm. something happens this week, it could be be tomorrow. Uh, No, probably not tomorrow. Are they deliberating yet? uh, uh, No. Well, tomorrow is uh, the final arguments. And then, I mean, I guess they go right in from there. I mean, I I assume they whack that out in the morning, and then who knows what happens. Well, the judge has to instruct them. And not just manslaughter, right? I mean... Oh, no, not manslaughter. No, no, no. This is is guilty for murder. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned, it's first degree. What should protesters do? Well, we've got to stay on the street, uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure get that they, they know that we need business. What do you think about this curfew tonight? Don't worry about it. Uh, can you get more confrontational than setting buildings on fire and sending National Guardsmen to the hospital? I mean, like, is that... We'll see. We'll <laughs> is, see. Do we want to be more confrontational than we'll that? We'll see. That's in Minnesota. So in Boston, who... people are taking to the streets as well. Fire, fire, gentrify fire. That's a that's in a historically or not historically, but recently more black part of town that's been gentrified. Um, uh, a part of town, as a matter of fact, where two young ladies who have been on this podcast uh, live in in Boston. As a matter of fact, I, I gotta talk to your sister about that and call her the great gentrifier. Both of them are gentrifiers. Another uh, peppy saying, we remember these sayings from last year, are in the streets of Boston. Take it to the streets and bleep the police. <laughs> Reminds me of Anthony Cletus of the Red Hot Speaking Chili Peppers. Of, uh, Take it to the deep. The, the... Go ahead. <laughs> Speaking of um, bleep the police. Um, Lori Lightfoot's in trouble for, I mean, well, there was supposed to be a a cheating scandal with her and her wife, but that hasn't seemed to really materialize so far. But um, but there's another scandal that's making information um, that, uh, you know, people are mad about that she, uh, you know, supports the police too much. So among other things, this is, I mean, this story is a little bit old, but it's getting more attention because of how she's handling the protests in Chicago. Um, this kid was shot there that we talked about before, the 13-year-old kid, Adam Toledo. So they're having protests and they're once again scrutinizing the police budgets. And uh, this is coming up again where they spent a bunch of their COVID relief money on police payroll because uh, a lot of 
the COVID expenses that the city has have to do with police. They have to work details at vaccination clinics and testing sites, and they have to do um, wellness checks on people. And they have to, there's like a bunch of expenses that come with the police. So, you know, as the defund the police movement comes under more scrutiny again, people are complaining that she spent the COVID, she gave millions of dollars of COVID money to the police, even though obviously like we need the police to help with right. the COVID response. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Maybe her uh, Me Too scandal will come to fruition, but it's not so. Clear Alice, so far. what am I doing with this Marshawn Lynch thing? It's queued up to twenty six twenty six. Is that is that where I should start it? Um, no, don't. I don't know why it's cute. Oh, just because I had been watching it. Okay. But no, just put it at the beginning and and watch uh, just the beginning of it. We obviously don't have to watch okay. the whole thing. This is Marshawn Lynch of the Seattle Seahawks, right? Does he still play for them or with, with Bears now? I guess. I think he's with. I don't know where he's. He's a pro football player. He's a big dude. All right, well, what's happening, man? You got Marshawn Lynch here, man, uh, better known as uh, the boy, boy, the kid, beast. Okay, it's Fauci is a split screen. Fauci <laughs> is looking directly at the camera, trying to decipher what Marshawn is saying exactly. But there's a generational difference between these fellas. Oh, man, uh, it's a pleasure to, to, to meet the, uh, the, the, the Dr. Fauci himself. You understand me? What's happening, big dog? Thank you. It's good to be with you, Marshawn. No problem. Did you understand anything I just said? <laughs> yeah, I got it. I'm good at that. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. It sounds like we uh like we on path. Yep, we're on a path. Yeah, what's going on, boss man? Well, you know, we're trying to get as much as many people vaccinated <clears throat> against this COVID nineteen because this has been a really horrible year uh for the entire country. We've had over 550,000 people died, disproportionately more uh, African-American and Hispanics than whites. Uh, they get more severe disease, they get more hospitalizations and more deaths. So what we wanna do is to see if we can convince as many people as possible when the vaccine becomes available to them to get vaccinated. Right. And that's the reason why we thought maybe you and I having a conversation about that and chiming in. And since you're such an admired uh, person uh, by everybody, but particularly African-Americans uh, <laughs> because of your extraordinary career in, in football, that you might want to encourage them with me to make sure that people, although they may be understandably a little reluctant for a variety of reasons, to make sure they wind up getting vaccinated. So what do you think about that? So what I do believe, big dog, is, I mean, um, you know, that's unfortunate. And, you know, to hear, the, you know, you put those numbers out there, uh, you know, it, it make my antennas perk up. But um, <laughs> I would say more so, like, you know, when it comes to, like, I would say, like, uh, vaccinations or, you know, government, um, I, I don't want to say experiments. Uh, Just say experiments, Marshall. When it comes to, like, you know, the government giving back to communities of people that look like me, we don't seem to be on the well-received end of, um, of those situations. So when you say it, it might be a little reluctant, um, you know, for, you know, African-Americans to go and get those, uh, those uh, vaccinations. I mean, I believe it's more of an of a education type of situation and not so much of the the vaccination, but anytime we've been told that we was gonna be in position to have something 
you know, gave to us or put in our, in our community to help us, it seemed to turn out, you know, very bad for us. Here, here. I think that he, he is right on point, frankly. Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. Absolutely. Here, Marshawn Lynch. Damn straight. Cheers to that. And then, I mean, it gets to the point where it's almost like, like it's a gamble, where if I go and take this vaccination, uh, there's a chance that, uh, you don't mind if I be myself, right? No. Okay, well then, you know, it's a, <laughs> well, it's a, it's a chance that I can, you know, come out of this situation more f***ed up than I went into it, <laughs> rather than, you know, by taking my chances and rolling the dice, you know, by, by not getting it and going through, you know, the, 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 the illness, the sickness, and, you know, coming out, whether because I have, at this point in time, I have more information of what can happen to me by if I, if I catch this, rather than I haven't seen enough of our people who took the vaccination to see whether they come out better or worse. So I think it's more of the, the educational component all right, so let's go there. Let's go there. That, that, that's oh, a good point. Calm down, folks. So first Cheesy. thing is that you have to understand that I do, and certainly many of my colleagues, totally respect the reluctance that African Americans have about things like this, because you're absolutely right. The history of how the federal government, going back decades, particularly in the area of medical issues, how they've treated... African-Americans has not been something... But I would never lie to you. I'm Anthony Fauci. I would never lie about the masks or her, herd immunity. I would never equivocate on anything just to manipulate masses of people. Not uh-huh. me. I'm not like the others. I like also Howie definitely wasn't there for decades as no. part of the federal government misleading black people. That's definitely not something I would have been involved in since I'm We're... brand new to being involved. Now that I'm here in the federal government, that's I definitely... I wasn't there in the 80s when a crack addiction was considered criminal, not a health care issue. Yeah, no, that was not me. Uh, that was a different Fauci. <laughs> I also think it's funny how he's like, I totally respect your reluctance. Uh, is that what he said to like the conservative trump voters who are reluctant does he respect their reluctance or is it only black people's reluctance that he respects i have no problem with marshawn lynch i i think that that marshawn lynch although he didn't go to all the great schools that fauci went to i assume uh, and you know can't enunciate like Fauci can, and can't or or, or doesn't speak like Fauci. Mm-hmm. Either do I. Uh, that Marshawn Lynch is just as smart as Anthony Fauci, and maybe smarter. Uh, smarter. And he he has, has actually sense, really good questions. The whole interview. You should go the, watch it. He's pretty good. I will. He has the sense that he's being lied to by somebody, <laughs> and his sense is right on. That is great. So that that's we should let's move on from. from yeah, yeah. There's well, a whole I'll, I'll interview the there. In the, it's, in the show notes. it's all like that. Um, I'm it's, thrilled it's about that. It's pretty good. I like Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. Uh, okay. So the the last piece of audio I have anyway, but I know we've got some other stuff. Is Bill Maher, and I don't want to. We're already running a little bit over here, but I, uh, we'll just start. This is Bill Maher's probably Bill Maher's best uh, best monologue, mm-hmm. I think, from soup to nuts, and the the writing in this is just brilliant. So we'll just play a chunk of this. New rule, don't spin me when it comes to my health. Over the past year, the COVID pandemic has prompted the medical establishment, the media, and the government 
to take a scared straight approach to getting the public to comply with their recommendations. Well, I'm from a different school. Give it to me straight, Doc. Because <laughs> in the long run, that always works better than you can't handle the truth. Um, now, I get it. Doctors oh, tell people anybody? lies because they don't trust you to finish the antibiotics after your dick starts feeling better. Oh, dang. <laughs> Clean and media? Well, I think we all know if it bleeds, it leads. The more they can, the more they can get you to stay inside and watch their panic porn, the higher the ratings. Researchers at Dartmouth built a database recently monitoring the COVID coverage of the major news outlets across the world and found that while other countries mix the good news in with the bad, the U.S. national media reported almost 90% bad news. <clears throat> Even as things were getting better, the reporting remained negative. And politicians, they lie because it's their nature to cover their ass so they don't get blamed if things goes badly. And also to keep in practice. <laughs> but when all of our sources for medical information have an agenda to spin us, yeah, you wind up with a badly misinformed population, including on the left. Liberals often mock the Republican misinformation bubble, which, of course, is very real. Ask anyone who works at Hillary's pizza parlor. <laughs> and we do know conservatives have some loopy ideas about COVID, like the third of Republicans who believe it couldn't be spread by someone showing no symptoms. But what about liberals? You know, the high information by the science people? In a recent Gallup survey, Democrats did much worse than Republicans in getting the right answer to the fundamental question, what are the chances that someone who gets COVID will need to be hospitalized? The answer is between 1% and 5%. 41% of Democrats thought it was over 50%. <laughs> Another 28% put the chances at 20 to 49%. So almost 70% of Democrats are wildly off on this key question and also have a greatly exaggerated view of the danger of COVID-2 and the mortality rate among children. All of which explains why today the states with the highest share of schools that are still closed are all blue states. So if the right-wing media bubble has... This is remarkable mm -hmm. from Bill Maher. I mean, Hannity can't do this as good as Bill Maher is doing this. Yeah. And this is like blasting Democratic governors. To own things like climate change denial, shouldn't liberal media have to answer for, how did your audience wind up believing such a bunch of crap about COVID? <laughs> a, a new report in The Atlantic says the media won't stop putting pictures of the beach on stories about COVID, even though it's looking increasingly like the beach is the best place to avoid it. <laughs> Sunlight is the best disinfected, and vitamin D is the key to a robust immune system. Texas lifted its COVID restrictions recently, and their infection rates went down, in part because of people getting outside to let the sun and wind do their thing. <laughs> but... But to many liberals, that can't be right, because Texas and beach-loving Florida have Republican governors. 
But life is complicated. <laughs> I've read that the governor of Florida reads. <laughs> I, I know we like to think of Florida as only middle school teachers on bath salts having sex with their students in front of an alligator. <laughs> but apparently the governor is also a voracious consumer of the scientific literature. And maybe that's why he protected his most vulnerable population, the elderly, way better than did the governor of New York. This is shots fired from Bill Maher. <laughs> I don't, this audience is like laughing with him and clapping, but he is sounding like an apostate uh, mm -hmm. to people like those people. Those are just facts. I know it's irresponsible of me to say them. <laughs> Look, here's what I'm saying. I don't want politics mixed in with my medical decisions. Here, here. Yep. And now that everything is politics, that's all we do. If their side says COVID is nothing, our side has to say it's everything. Trump said it would go away like a miracle, and we said it was World War Z. Trump said we should ingest household disinfectants, and we laughed, as we should, of course. And then it turned out 19% of America was literally drenching the fruit in Clorox. And now, of course, we find out that all that paranoia about surfaces will bullshit anyway even though we spent hours and hours wiping our knobs with Lysol. And if you've ever wiped your knob with Lysol. Alice. Stop. I think you know. Now go home and wash the mail. If you lie to people, even for a very good cause, you lose their trust. I think a lot of people... Thank you. I think a lot of people died because of Trump's incompetence. And I think a lot of people died because talking about obesity had become a third rail in America. I, I know you've heard me pound this fried drumstick before, but since I last mentioned it, a stunning statistic was reported. 78% of those hospitalized, ventilated, or dead from COVID have been overweight. It is the key piece of the puzzle, by far the most pertinent factor, but you dare not speak its name. So I found that to be shocking as mm -hmm. well, because I am obviously a fat who goes to the store. I have not gone anywhere that I didn't used to go mm -hmm. because of COVID. I'm out mixing it up. And <laughs> I knew that the fats were taking a hit. I didn't know they were wiping us out. Yeah. So, uh, but. I mean, I think some of that, I'd like to know what percent some of that is driven by age too because older people tend to be more sedentary and on average are more overweight than for him 20 year olds to say this but to, mm -hmm. for him to say this that we are being too politically correct by not wanting to hurt feelings he is firing a torpedo at intersectionality right this is this guy does not cannot say this stuff and be okay Imagine how many lives could have been saved if there had been some national campaign a la Michelle Obama's Let's Move program with the urgency of the pandemic behind it. If the, 
If the media and the doctors had made a point to keep saying, but there's something you can do, but we'll never know because they never did. Because the last thing you want to do is say something insensitive. We would literally rather die. <laughs> right. Instead, instead, we were told to lock down. Unfortunately, the killer was already in the house, and her name is Little Debbie. <laughs> it's true. I mean, we did tell people to go inside where they're far more likely to get COVID and not go outside and get exercise. Right. And uh, I, th- I think that that was a factor. But imagine that. Th- so imagine hard. the leadership that would have been if they said, listen, everybody, now's the time. Do virtual classes, whatever. Now's the time to get in shape. Mm-hmm. Get up there, get in shape. Rather than, but that would have been a distraction, of course, from from the Civil War. Right. It, it would have to be an all-in thing. Everybody, let's get in shape. Doesn't matter where you are. You know, I mean, it could have been a positive. That that would be, that would be utilizing a crisis to not only ameliorate the crisis, mm-hmm. but to have a nice green shoot of progress in a in a in a whole new way. Right. I mean, that's. That would have been great had we not sucked too much. I'm sorry I played that whole thing, but it was great. It's, it's yeah. not a part that you can't can't, you can't play. I'm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, one more news item that I found interesting this weekend is that uh, we all remember Kyle Rittenhouse, correct? Yes. The teenager who um, yeah. shot three people in Kenosha. Yes. Um, what am What am I supposed to hear? Oh, that's right. Uh, yes. So he uh, he had a legal defense fund. And well, first, first thing that we've we, we're hearing about Kyle before you get to that okay. is from last week that Kyle Rittenhouse literally was allowed to go around and shoot people and was not shot by the cops, mm-hmm. whereas uh, Dante uh, Wright had to be shot by the cops mm-hmm. and um, and this, the other kid uh, in Chicago mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, and that is true, but Kyle Rittenhouse also cooperated with us. Right. So that's right. the whole thing, you know. It's a very important little space of time mm-hmm. here where you try to avoid getting in a street fight with the police. That's that's or or, or you yeah. try to avoid. He wasn't shooting at the cops. Right. <laughs> the cops had no, Among other things. no fear that he was going to shoot at the, at the cops. Right. Um, so. He, in any case, uh, he has a legal defense fund because he does have like murder charges that he's trying to defend himself from now. And um, and a charity group, a Christian charity group that was fundraising for his legal defense was uh, had a data breach, which I believe is a way of saying they were hacked that somehow puts it on them on the charity group. They had a data breach. Right. And uh and it exposed all the donors that donated to Kyle Rittenhouse's legal wow. defense fund. Ooh. Um and so the left obviously views this as a great opportunity to go find all those people and shame them and try and get them fired from their jobs. Unsurprisingly there were a lot of police officers on the list that they want every single one of them fired from their jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other people there was um in particular a Utah paramedic was on the list and his local news station ABC4 Utah was out there knocking on his door making a local news story of it. This is just a guy who's a paramedic. Incredible. They're out there making right. him a news story because hacked data revealed that he donated to someone's legal defense fund. 
great. You're hunting <laughs> so, people down. I, and putting their faces on TV as white supremacists because they donated to a legal defense fund. You're not on the list, are you? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, a, yeah, so an ABC4 Utah is reporting this like it's a thing. A Utah paramedic donated to the defense fund of Kyle Rittenhouse. It was first reported in The Guardian this morning. Rittenhouse is accused of killing two protesters in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I tried to get the paramedic's side of things. See the story tonight at 10 p.m. on ABC4 Utah. Imagine, imagine, oh, we're getting his side of the story. There's no reason to get his side of the story. I don't go... Yes, if- you're allowed to have <laughs> beliefs that are yours. Yeah, there's you're no allowed to. side of the story. What's- I even saw this story about this this uh, female police officer who was arrested because mm-hmm. she got in a uh, she got in a, a loud either shouting match or, or had a loud debate with a black kid, a friend of her son's, about black mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, and she's arrested for it because she's a <laughs> cop and thrown in front of a judge. This is. This is craziness. It's great. Uh, great. Anybody uh, throw all of the sentences. What's your in jail. side of the story? Yeah. What's your excuse? What are your for- <laughs> beliefs? Some of these were no. Some of these beliefs are not acceptable. No. What are you? Uh, do you, you wait. You believe there was election fraud? Well, then your your livelihood has to be destroyed. You believe this that? You believe if you know one week ago, Alice, you you're going around believing the Johnson Johnson vaccine is dangerous. You have to be destroyed. Next day, you believe it's safe. You now you have to be destroyed. Oh, and everything else masks you believe in wearing masks then you're terrible and you're selfish and you're hurting uh, doctors and nurses who actually need it you don't need that mask and then the next week you're terrible and selfish mm-hmm. i mean it's really like it's past the point of absurdity the stuff that we are yes, but to asked to constantly buy into destroying lives and you get these people the bigger name people thankfully are in these battles like jesse single cannot detangle himself <laughs> i know this, it's all his whole existence now right. is in Arguing with people who are just telling absolutely blatant lies about him constantly. Yes, he's the that's the blocked and reported podcast that we suggest that you try. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's absolutely and totally nuts. Once again, my Substack is out today. Uh, if you're interested in that, you can take a look. And um, I'd like you to subscribe if you don't mind, but you don't have to. And if you do, you don't have to pay. Um, and what else do we have, Alice? Uh, we have a new website, burnbarrelpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Which is shows you you can get to all of our shows from there and how mm-hmm. to listen to us. I don't even know if people do photo galleries anymore, but I guess they, there's a Twitter feed there. Mm-hmm. And what else do we? Anything we need to tell the world? You were vaccinated today. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, I'm uh, filling in this week on WTIC. Probably be with Jerry Tuesday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is WTIC. I will try to. I'll try to have some guests there, and maybe we can work something out as well great to be back love talking to everybody thank you so much for all of the feedback that we're getting in the dms and i'm i try to get back to everybody on twitter and facebook and in this sometimes i miss mm-hmm. it and i feel like a heel um if you want to email us email us at the burn barrel podcast burn barrel podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh that's the place to do it my other email is i'm not at the the newspaper anymore so that don't email there nothing's going over there you can get me at winchester at gmail.com w-i-n-n-c-h-e-s-t-e-r but probably the burn barrel podcast is the best way because alice shattuck will look at that and she's more organized than i am tomorrow's trash day alice remind me i gotta get okay. grab the, i have to grab the coffee maker from the yard <laughs> our my... kids we our coffee maker broke and our kids took the broken coffee maker out of the trash and took it to their little spot in the woods that he calls his it. relaxing spot because he's <laughs> six and he's got a lot on his shoulders 
<laughs> but that's fine. No complaints. All is well. Things are looking up. Spring is on the way or here or something. The sun is coming. And thanks again, everybody. Um, Tom already mentioned our email. That's burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out burnbarrelpodcast.com. We're on Twitter at burnbarrelpod and on Gab and Parlor at burnbarrelpodcast. Plus on facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast. Um, am I forgetting anything else? Oh, we're on YouTube. Yes, we can, Jill. Uh, we can, doctor, uh, Alice. You can find She's us a medical doctor. on uh, YouTube See, as well. She's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.